And now, from coast to coast, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Well, hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the old ranch. Old Bob and Ray Sun Farm here. Pleasant day this has been. Yeah, wonderful day to sit on the back porch, more or less watch the uh, the summer, summer slowly disappear. Slowly disappear, yeah. And it is. Yep. Only not so slowly. That's right. Bob uh, and those of you listening, uh, we have a very important offer that I'd like to take time to start right now. This will only take a minute or so out of the program, but it's something I think... Uh, you should all hear. That's right. It's a deal that comes along once in a lifetime, and we decided to <clears throat> tell you about it right now. Now, usually this is something we don't do, but it's an offer that you, the listener, cannot afford to pass up. All right. First of all, uh, I want you to write down this number. The number to call is Pickering 6. If you get a busy signal, call back. Remember that number now. That's Pickering 6. Now, all you want to do is look at it. Buy nothing. Keep it for ten days, and if you're not satisfied, return it, and you'll get your money back. Remember, nothing to buy. Call to our operators who are standing by. Will not place you under any obligation. Nor will it bring salesmen knocking at your door. Remember, nothing to buy. But we feel confident that once you see it and compare it to the old outmoded one you now have, you'll really go for it. And listen to this. Nothing to buy. And under our plan, we estimate a savings of anywhere from 10 to $14 a month. Why not put that good money to use? That's right. Why not plunge that savings of 10 to $14 a month back into our plan? It's as easy as this. When the man on the truck delivers it, ask him to stand by. Now, once it's through your door and in your home... Kick it, push it, slam it, pour water over it if you like. And if you don't think it's going to keep you happy, if you don't think its features will give you increased freedom around the house, if you don't think it will save you costly bills, or if it doesn't in every way live up to what we've said about it, tell the truck driver to take it right out of your home. Tell him to put it back on the truck and drive it back to where it came from. Our factory in Hillsdale. We won't care because it's your law. And remember, nothing to buy. Or, if you prefer, our auditors have made possible and available the B plan. Which allows you to purchase it with a nominal down payment. The balance payable on the Big Brother plan. And remember, nothing to buy. Ladies and gentlemen, we feel we've said enough about this amazing plan. Right, there's nothing further we can say that will convince you. The product sells itself. Why not call our anxious operators at Pickering 6 right now and get in on the bargain of a lifetime? Get one today. Remember, if there were anything to buy, it would be a good buy. And the number to call, Pickering 6. Or simply drop a card to Goodbye CBS. 485 Madison Avenue, New York, and say, I want it. That's goodbye, CBS, 485 Madison Avenue, New York. And from New York, welcome to the After Hour Television Show, starring Hack Park and myself, Eustace Dove. Now the star of our show, 
Hack Park. Listening to that applause, either I'm better than I thought, or there are three or four hundred masseurs at work in the audience. Uh, Eustace, uh, who's our first guest tonight? Well, Hack, it's the secretary of him. Well, Hack, uh, we tried getting you for the show, but uh, you know how you are. You go right home, and you never go out and all that stuff. I bet you've only been to a nightclub maybe once in the past three years. Well, I get sentimental and cry when I see a bill laid in front of me on a table. Act, forgive me, but uh, before the secretary comes on, I'd like to say something. Go, go ahead, Eustace. Well, everything Hack says is true. Along with his natural flippancy, there's a tendency in his part to be, well, good, I suppose. Go ahead, Eustace. The secretary can wait. Go ahead. Well, Hack, people have asked me what Hack Park is really like, and... Uh, you see, Hack, you're so many people. Well, I have to be. There's so much to do around here, and I have to be so many people to look after all the details. And thus far, uh, what, have, what I've done here has been incredible. I mean that, Eustace. I know you do, Hack. And uh, that's part of it. But the thing that... Uh, Excuse me, Eustace. Folks, about Eustace. Most of you out there don't know this, but Eustace is seldom wrong. Oh, Hack. No, no, uh, look, I mean that, Eustace. Most people do not know how right you are. Well, and I'll tell you something else about Eustace, who's part of our family here. He's been to my home, and he's seen a lot. Hack is right about that. I might tell you that I was moved by what I saw, and so was Hack. What most people don't know is that Hack is a man who is easily moved. When I was there, Hack was, well... It wasn't a crying jag or anything like that. Uh, tell them uh, why I was moved, Eustace. Well, I don't know if you folks out there know this, but there's a stream that runs adjacent to Jack's house. Well, I like streams. They're nice. Anyhow, about six months ago, there was this crab. I, I suppose it came from the stream. Well, it crawled into Hack's home. Oh, that was a wild night. Wild! And wouldn't you know, that crab crawled into one of Hack's best suits, and the marvelous thing about it, Hack continued to wear the suit, crab and all. Now, very few people know that. Well, uh, look, look, I make no pretense. I'm flooded with sentiment. Uh, people have asked me why, and I just tell them it's part of my fabulous way. Am I going to lie? Hack, you make it sound simple because it comes easy to you. There's very few people who would walk around with a crab in their suit. Thank you, Eustace. Uh, You know what what you're talking about. Now, uh, let's bring out the secretary. Uh, Oh, here he is now. Hack, I'm glad to be here, and I come to this program with an offer. I have been empowered by the powers that be to ask wait, wait, you... Wait, wait just a minute, dear heart. Are you about to offer me a high government post? Why, yes, I... Well, that's sweet, but uh, I never leave my house except for this uh, nightly aggravation here. Tell you what, why don't you give the post to Eustace? He knows a great deal. Thank you, Hack. Uh, I don't want to leave a small guy like you. Well, suit yourself, Eustace. And now, sir, as a high government official, what was the funniest thing that ever happened to you? Right.
right now a word or two from Tweedy Pipe Smoking Webley Webster. Where is it, Sorry. What brings you to see us? Do you have one of your uh, penetrating book reviews this evening? Uh, no, I've been kind of goofing off recently, but I'd like to say a word or two on something real important. All right, go ahead. Well, I just uh, thought I'd remind everybody about how crowded our colleges and universities are, and they're going to get plenty worse unless everybody gives lots of support to the college of their charge. Well, it's a very sincere sentiment, Webley, and I thought all of us should heed it, but uh, don't you teach a course on the side at some college yourself? Or Barber College? Barber? Barber College? Well, not a place where you learn to cut hair. Castle Farm of the school was named Barber. Oh, oh. I see. Uh-huh. Boy, I sure just saw when people went there. Well, I'm glad you straightened it out. What's the course you teach there? Called How to Tell the Book uh, Smelt to High Heaven. Well, thanks for dropping by tonight. Webley, well, we'll keep you in mind, and we'll keep in mind, too, about supporting the college of our choice. You know, you can make the college of my choice, you know, too. This evening, via two-way radio, we're paying a visit to the head of one of our city's library systems, Mr. Forrest Princely, adventurer, author, and raconteur. Mr. Princely's apartment is in a quiet brownstone in New York City's pleasant East 60s, and he should be at home now. Hello, Forrest. Hello, Fred. Welcome to my humble abode. It's a real pleasure to be here. We look forward to this visit. Thank you. I wonder if you'd uh, show us around your... Well, I'd be delighted to. Uh, I think uh, one of the things that might be of interest to those who'd be looking in would be this uh, desk here. Now, the uh, former governor of Clintock of North Dakota gave this to me in 1911. Very uh, beautiful, Brad. And it's uh, Indian mahogany. Beautiful. Uh, I was going to say that uh, you're lucky to have owned an apartment. Uh, kind of follows your library training with me, so... Well, uh, oddly enough, uh, I'd like to take you out and show you the library that I have at home. Uh, can you hear a little noise in the... Uh, uh, we're, we're getting a little bit of it, yes. It's coming through. Well, this would probably be hard to believe, but uh, the apartment above uh, mine here has been vacant for 17 months. That's and, Fortunately, they're moving in up there on the day that uh, you pay us a visit. Certainly a coincidence. Did they know that uh, you were going to be on the air tonight? I couldn't hear you. I say, did they know you were going to be on the air tonight? Well, I don't think it's much of a secret. Your trucks are out front, and the microphones are all over the place. Uh-huh. I, uh, I don't know uh, what they thought the, uh, all the uh, trucks would mean. Could you show us some of your favorite books that you collected as librarian? Oh, goodness, I'm terrible. Uh, well, here I have some interesting uh, first editions, Fred. Uh, I have. Uh, I'll hold it up so you can see it. Yes. This is a, a little bit uh, of plaster there on your shoulder. Oh, evidently the ceiling is oh. cracked. It's not the modern furniture. I uh, airy, man. More like those really old period pieces they're moving in. I swear that's terrible. I, uh, this first edition here of Tom Sawyer. I have the, uh, Hardy Brothers. I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I can't right. even think. I'm, I'm, crazy I'm going like crazy. Call, with call this. This. I hope this, this isn't a omen of uh, every night the rest of my life this here. This is Charles Princely, head of oh, our city oh. library system. Our thanks for joining us and good night. Boy. Good night, good night. Now, do we have time to, uh, 
talk to Thurber. We have quite a bit of time to talk to Thurber Whitechapel in Wonderful. Chicago, and I think he, maybe he can wind up his story of the gentleman who is desirous of returning to his native uh, country, Bulgaria, and uh, experiencing the thrill of tasting some of that famous Bulgarian cream pie. He'd been shipwrecked. He landed in France. He was without funds. And hello, Thurber. Can you pick up the story where he boarded the train? I think that's... Finally arrived in France. He got on the train. Uh, they'd left Cherbourg, and uh, he didn't have money, didn't have any tickets, and he explained uh, to the uh, conductor. Well, the conductor said, uh, all right, under these circumstances, you can stay aboard. Yes. So they, uh, they stayed, and they, uh, he stayed aboard, and... Uh, the train was heading for Bulgaria. Heading for Bulgaria, and they're going up the Swiss Alps when the, uh, the train left the track, and uh, he was thrown clear, and he rolled down. Mm. Was he down? Down. He rolled, uh, oh, must have been 13 miles through snow and gravel and mm. trees and uh, brush. It uh, been a pretty sorry sight uh, when he landed. Uh, at the uh, foot of the uh, hill. Yes. So uh, he had to crawl then the rest of the way, and he could see over the next hill was his native Bulgarian at mm. last. He finally made it. of that wonderful Bulgarian cream pie. And that's all he could think of uh, was this pie. Sure. So, well, after uh, all of this trouble, I can well imagine. He uh, he uh, was crawling along and I'm about oh, four or five below zero is off yeah. the cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of a lot of things were happening to him, and uh, people were shooting at him, the old wild dogs and all. But finally, he reached the top of the hill and he looked down, and uh, there was. There was his native Bulgaria, and mm, there was an inn right at the foot oh, of this hill where he life. knew he could have a piece of the Bulgarian cream pie. So Wonderful. he started to uh, down the hill, and he tripped and fell and rolled some more. And fortunately, this snowslide uh, landed him flush up against the door of the uh, of the uh, tower. Uh-huh. Could they were very faintly wrapped. Sure, he was door, weak. Very, very of weak. Finally, the uh, the door opened. I don't mean to be speeding you up. I just hope uh, you. The, uh, this uh, woman. Uh, you hear the whole story. Oh, my goodness. And she helped him in. Oh, found him in by a fire. And they had food there. Yeah, well, he uh, he looked up. He said, I know that I, I'm going to make it. I'm, I'm pretty badly injured here. And uh, he said, but I've come all the way from America. All I want is one more piece of Bulgarian cream pie. And uh, she said, gee, we're all out of that. All we have is apple. And he said, well, that'll be all right. We've been listening to another telephonic story from Thurber Whitechapel, our correspondent in North Chicago. I believe he completed the story this evening. Well, if there's any more to it, we're not going to bother to hear. That's it for now. Until tomorrow night, this is Ray Goulding reminding you to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. CBS Radio Network. Radio Network.